this next year, it's going to be the year of niching down. Um, I think people are going to find their voices. And we're finally at a place where I believe that um, leaders are going to be able to harness social for actual reach and engagement. And today, I think we're at the point where that it's we're about to flip the script, where I think with AI particularly, um, we're not dreaming big enough. That God has larger dreams for you and me and ministries all over um, that are bigger than what we are actually dreaming. And so that's the challenge, I think, of this next year is like, what can we do with technology that we haven't even dreamt about yet? And uh, I, I think there's so many things that is going to uh, unfold. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and today is our infamous annual predictions podcast with a man who needs no introduction, uh, a man who this podcast knows very well, a man who I would often call my nemesis, but really I'll just call him for the sake of, of honesty today, my bestie, uh, one of my favorite human beings in all the world, the Kenny Jang. Kenny, oh, thanks God. for being on the podcast. I feel like there needs to be a drum roll. What what can actually follow that introduction? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm I, really glad I, to be here. Though. My hope is is if I can someday make Kenny's bio as just Nils Bestie uh, makes the bio <laughs> uh, as as a part Let's of. Open up a window and edit the bio right now. <laughs> good, do it. That that will make my year. If in 2024, you know, that's my my. It's not a prediction. It's an objective for 2024. Oh, Please. For Kenny, Kenny's bio to include Nils Bestie <laughs> as a part of as a part of the bio. Kenny, I love you. I'm grateful for you. You people often talk about me as a guy that's on the cutting edge of like what's coming, uh, but I basically just I call you and I'm like, what's coming, Kenny? So I can talk about it on the internet. Um, so we're gonna talk predictions uh, for this year. And, and what's coming in you, you know, one of the things I've been grateful for, and, and you've been on the podcast recently where you talked about AI stuff, but you, you have stayed, uh, you know, and you dove in, I remember you and I having a conversation early on and, and, uh, well, I guess in February you went to the, the Jasper AI conference yes, and then you that. and I were talking about it and I was like, bro, you are teach me everything and you have leaned in Nils, and, and Nils, that feels like an eon ago that we were i know about. and yeah. that was tw in this year 2023 <laughs> so we're recording this in 2023 uh it's your the time you're probably listening to it it's 2024 uh but yeah in the last year a ton has changed that probably this time last year we could not have predicted yeah. all of the massive changes that would have come to church technology, social media, and at the bottom line, AI. It was kind of the year of AI uh, this last year. So prediction. I mean, let's just go broad predictions to start, Kenny, for 2024. What, what are some just high-level predictions that you have for church leaders and 2024? Um, wow. So where do we start? I, I mean, I've got – do you want to start in alphabetical order, height order? <laughs> <laughs> just Sorry. big picture like what do you think is maybe the biggest prediction that you're going to say like 2024 will be the year of blank um yeah so i i think this next year it's going to be the year of niching down um i niching think people down. are going to find their voices and yeah. we're finally at a place where i believe 
that um, leaders are going to be able to harness social for actual reach and engagement. Um, mm. I always say like, what, so this is what I said to a, a group that I was speaking to recently is that back in the day, uh, when you and I first met, we were church online pastors, like back in the yes. day, there weren't that many forward thinking ministries that actually had uh, a, a paid staff member with that title, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I remember Tim Lucas at Liquid Church, a uh, visioneer in my mind of he was preaching to the camera and then he hired me as the media innovation pastor and then later the church online pastor for the ministry. Yeah. Um, and back in the day, you and I were we were friends out of necessity um, you know, because <laughs> yes. right? because I say things didn't work like there was this promise yeah. of the Internet and promise yeah. of digital ministry and promise of church online. And then we just get shamed in every week's uh, staff meeting because everyone's like, hey, what happened, Kenny? Uh, your your platform didn't work or you didn't, right? Like our dreams outpaced what technology had to offer back then, right? Yeah. Our dreams were bigger than what technology had. We were always waiting for technology to catch up with what you and mm. I were steaming on the whiteboard for engagement yeah. and outreach on the digital front. Um, and today I think we're at the point where that it's we're about to flip the script where I think with AI particularly um, we're not dreaming big enough that God mm -hmm. has larger dreams for you and me and ministries all over um, that are bigger than what we are actually dreaming. And so that's the challenge I think of this next year is like, what can we do with technology that we haven't even dreamt about yet? And uh, I, I think there's so many things that is going to, uh, unfold, but the the core baseline fu fundamental idea is, I do think now you're going to be able to use social, and all the networks and platforms and the algorithms, to your advantage. Finally, where you're not on the defensive, but you're on the, uh, the offense on how to actually uh, become a digital herald for the gospel, and so mm -hmm. um, that's my outlook for 24 in general. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that prediction uh and and how that leans into the niches um and i so often want to get like platform specific or yeah. medium specific or you know and i think a lot of it, you know predictions i've had in the past are around vr uh and i would say i'm at a place with vr and and so many churches i think over extended themselves in the metaverse you know path and and then kind of just had to you know say like there's not that many people here so it's not worth us being here um, and I don't think 2024 will even be a resurgent year for, I say resurgent, but even, a, you know, like I, I think we'll just continue to see a trickle of VR engagement. I think you're right. AI technology is going to lead the way. Kenny, what I'm predicting uh, for this next year is the, the and I don't know even how to, to, to verbalize this, but I would say it would be ministry leaders across the board leaning into personal platforms what we have seen through the years uh and, and i wouldn't say this is new but there's a tension of should i have a personal platform should we just focus on the church platform i don't want to be you know narcissistic and make this all about myself but what we see in the world of social media is people connect to people better and they connect to organizations i think the two reasons that pastors often haven't leaned into a personal presence on social media is one they don't want to be perceived or even be narcissistic in building their own personal platform. Yeah. Uh, and two, they don't have time, you know, to, to do that. Well now with AI tools there, there's the ability to create more content and do more with the content you're creating most specifically your sermon content um, with 
AI tools. You know, when you look at tools like Opus Pro or Sermon Shots or Pulpit AI, there's some incredible tools uh, that, that are being made available that make content creation and distribution easier than ever. And so I think there's going to be, and I think pastors are seeing that their personal platforms get, you know, exponential more uh, reach and impact than their organizational platforms with their churches. Typically there, there are some exceptions to that. And so I think this is going to be a, a year that maybe some pastors are like, okay, I just need to give in uh, and, and, ex- you know, and just lean into the personal platform that is not narcissistic in nature. It just, it's how we approach it. And I think that can lead to narcissism uh, that, that are going to extend reach beyond, you know, the, the other thing I, I will say from a platform standpoint though, I think, you know, and I, and I would say it's maybe 20, I would say in 2023, I saw more embracing of TikTok. I, I, I would say in growth on TikTok as a platform, uh, 2024, I'm, I'm YouTube is not a new platform, but I think YouTube, uh, will be the platform yeah. that, that really extends. And, and I think, especially as you see YouTube shorts, uh, taking, you know, a, a bigger leap in priority within the YouTube platform. And so I, I just think YouTube is the platform that churches are going to prioritize and see the most fruits from. Uh, in 2024. So those are my predictions. Let's get platform specific and maybe sure. go down uh, some of the different platforms. So Kenny, what would you say is going to, what platform do you believe is going to have the biggest growth in 2024 and which platform do you see having the biggest decline in 2024? Oh, that's so interesting. So are you, so I think this is going to be controversial right off the bat. Um, yeah. Else, this is what we, we, we like wrestle and have these, digital fights here. Yeah. Uh, I think that everyone believes that Facebook is dying or dead. Um, but what I'm seeing from some of the major brands and even Gary V, right? Yes. Medically is saying yes. Facebook is back. And I think it's just from a very basic math equation, all the creators and all the attention right now is on TikTok. It's on Instagram. It's all these other yes. places. And the, the, it's a supply and demand issue. Yeah. That the publishers have basically forgotten about Facebook, yet Facebook is the behemoth in everyone's on Facebook, right? Everyone yes. is on Facebook. You have an account, whether it's obligatory or not. And I'm talking about across all generations. Um, Facebook has aggregated basically everyone's um, contact point. And so yeah. I do think that, and this is the reason why, that and the general comfort of churches are with Facebook. I mean, again, we yeah. look at that as they're being left behind, but yeah. they're already there. They already have some familiarity. They're not scared of it like they are TikTok. And so yes. I think if people double down there, that they are going to see some growth and that's going to fuel Facebook again. And again, for churches in particular, like I wish we had a whiteboard because I would have all these Venn diagrams <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to prove to you why this is a... Yeah. Why do we go to Facebook today, Nils? You and I, for the most part, it's not like just our feed. It is yep. groups. Yes. Right? People are, yes. you hear this all the time that says, the only reason I go to Facebook, the only reason why is because there's a group that I log in and check in. I don't, it's not like I'm posting my social, my own life, et cetera, but it's groups. And I've never understood why Facebook doesn't double down on groups because no other platform has done that well. Yes. Um, WhatsApp kind of um, is happening it's now. It's not the same though. It's yeah. not the same. And they don't no. have the reach yet, right? And so right. Right. Um, 
I think Facebook is going to have some sort of comeback in terms of value for the average church. Hey guys, it's Nils and I'm interrupting this podcast episode to highlight one of our sponsors. This sponsor is actually one of my companies, Amplify Social Media, uh, where I'm the founder and CEO. And for years, we've been helping ministries and churches grow uh, their message and amplify their message through social media done for them. And so as a consultant, one of the things that I found is that a lot of times ministries that have a hard time with capacity to fully do everything that they want to do on social media. So we built a team to help. We can help uh, put your sermons on YouTube and podcasts and create social media clips and graphics and videos and all the things uh, that you need to do with ads and uh, even responding, helping you manage your inbox and your comments and messages. Our team is here to help. So if you want help uh, amplifying your social media presence, uh, reach out to our team, go to amplifysocial.media and we would love to help. We will hopefully talk to you soon. Let's get back to the episode. Yes. I, I, you know, and I hate to agree with you, Kenny, uh, but, but I do think that, that Facebook is, uh, you know, and, and I've thought this in the past, but, but I, I would say I'm, I was even looking at my own analytics, uh, last month, I had better engagement on Facebook yeah. than I did on any other platform. Uh, and I, and honestly, I don't pay that much attention to it. And it's uh, making me think, how can I create more Facebook specific content? I actually yeah. was talking with Jay Cranda, uh, last week and he was saying, we're, we're really, we're seeing a resurgence on Facebook yes. and we're going to, we're creating a unique live stream experience for Facebook and, uh, and what they're not, you know, they're, they're just seeing some interesting stats at Saddleback church around Facebook that that's causing them to reprioritize that platform and what they're doing. Um, and so I, th I think you're right. I, I do think it's interesting how Facebook, though, had prioritized groups, and it seems like they've in some ways deprioritized yes, groups and yes. our page and personal profile content is, is being upticked. But I, I think the other reason that, that Facebook has has such a great future is it's just great technology. It's been around so long. So a platform like TikTok is having to catch up with their ad platform. A platform like TikTok is having to catch up with their infrastructure and scale. Facebook was has been built for scale for years, and so they can pivot and adjust their algorithms uh, to user behavior uh, and not have to build the technology infrastructure to handle three billion people on the platform. And so I, I do. I'm I'm in agreement, uh, and and I think time will tell. You know, it, it a lot can happen and change along the way, and so I do. I, I think that's a good recommendation. What what Kenny would you say is a platform that's going to decline in 2024? Twitter. Uh, <laughs> now, yeah. look, uh, yeah. whether you whether you understand Elon's brain or not, um, it's just too much of a sandbox at this point. Yeah. And I think major brands and the general public uh, just yeah. don't understand it. And it was yes. confusing to churches to begin with. And for churches in particular, they're not getting the traction. So um, I think for 2024, it has, I think X or Twitter has a chance to get back into the swing of things, but they need this, this year, they have to double down and sort things out. And yes. for churches right now, I think that's, that's an easy one to dismiss because you are not getting significant traction on Twitter to begin with, if you are a church no. leader for the most part. And I think this next year, um, I am preaching, you need to go after the 464. That's my formula. So 4% of what you do drives 64% of your results. The way I got there, Nils, like, yeah. let's for a second. Uh, you, you've got let's my go attention. Um, yeah. We always say, 
the 80 20 rule 20 percent of what you do drives 80 yeah. percent of the results 20 yeah. of what you do is actually what matters do you know what that 20 percent is on social you need to look at your, your analytics you need to actually figure out what's actually working and double down on that and it gives you permission to get off the treadmill of death the treadmill right that content treadmill of just you just need to publish something every day 24 7 you can get off that treadmill if you actually figure out what the 20% is that drives the 64. Now, I say you need to go one level deeper. Take 20% of 20% and that's 4%. Take yes. that in the 80%, that's 64. So what yeah. is the 4% of the tactics and the strategies that you are executing on that actually drives 64% of your results? That's your yeah. most efficient return on investment. That's what yes. you need to double down on. No one has more time to add more things to their plate. You need to have a year of delete. And so what mm -hmm. is the year of delete? You got to delete things that are non-strategic. And so first delete the 80% and then delete, continue to delete and figure out what that, what is your 4% of the work that you're doing that's driving 64% of the results on social media and mm -hmm. double down on that. That's what I'm saying. Wow. That's. There's the genius of Kenny Jank right there, there in the math. I I I agree with you again, Kenny. I agree right. with and you. Right. And so again. again, we so we found out this is just one example on one of our uh accounts for a ministry that we actually manage all their social. We yeah. actually found out that carousels don't do well on some specific platforms. Now, yeah. carousels in general work to build your authority and there's specific reasons why you should doing yeah. doing carousels in, in your mix. But we found for this one brand, this organization ministry, it doesn't work. And so that's in the 80%, that's not actually moving the needle. So we tried to figure out what is in the 20% that's actually moving the needle. And it gave us permission to deprioritize carousel production for this next season um, hmm. because it just isn't getting the results related relevant that's um you know for their specific audience so figure yeah. that out i think you need to stop just chasing what everyone else is doing look at what's working what's not working do an audit and then double down on what's working yeah that's that's so good right like you so right like you would argue that carousels is something that everyone should be exploring yeah. right they yeah. still are working there it's like webinars right like why are webinars around for um for eons yeah it's because they yeah, work yeah. They still work. Yes. Carousels yes. still work for the general. So you should, even though it's not like the latest, hottest thing that everyone's doing, you should look at carousels. But if it's actually not working for your specific audience, you have you have a permission to delete it. And so yes. anyway, that that tension is there. The only way to learn is to actually figure out what you know what you're actually doing on your side. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I um so I, I think just to even go back to X, um, my I, I like Elon. I like I like even the vision he casts for X. I like that he's prioritizing video. The problem that I'm finding is just it's buggy, uh, more more buggy uh, from a technology perspective than I've ever. I get, literally I can't even do X on my phone. Uh, I can't log into my I can log into it on my computer, but on my phone uh, with my primary account because the the text authentication isn't working. Um, and so there's just like I feel like I'm just seeing these issues that are very concerning for the sustainability of the platform and then all the issues with advertising and the revenue streams. Um, I'm just very concerned with that platform. And I would say it wasn't even that effective prior to, to Elon. Yeah. Um, and, and it won't surprise me if it literally completely shuts down uh, by the end of 2024. Um, and so I, yeah, and, but I, it would surprise me if it took off 
uh, at this point. And so it just seems like if there's a platform to, to diminish the, the, the platform that I would say is that became like this massive surge and then crash is threads in 2023. Um, and it would not surprise me if threads completely just, if Instagram is like, okay, we gave it a true shot and it just isn't worth it. Oh, I will um, disagree with you. There. So I, I, okay. I, tell me. Threads is broken. Um, and there's just a larger leadership issue that, and again, I think it's related to Instagram. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the head of Instagram, is just desperate right now and yep. just trying all these things and no one likes what they're doing right yep. they're trying to be something that they're not uh threads was part of that strategy it was a me too strategy um i yep. think that they they're lost right now they're in the wilderness yep. the question is will they ever come back and again it's kind yep. of like how facebook took a dive for younger yep. audiences i think instagram is my prediction is their influence in 2024 is just going to um dwindle um yeah. tiktok's gonna take over however facebook is the owner yes and facebook has massive audiences and they could actually change things on a dime more than any other platform and they have the ability sure. to have r d and they have margin and they have this moat around them that no one can actually cross that moat in terms of yeah. uh, trying to get up to speed and replace them and so i yes. think the question is um, are they going to be focused? Are they going to be strategic? It's a total leadership issue. I think that if they got their ducks in a row, they could totally win the game. They could become the new Twitter X uh, yes. in an instant. Um, yes. But I think it, it's for Elon. It's for Instagram. It's for Mark and Facebook to 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 a large degree. Um, the thing that works in social is not what these leaders are practicing. Listen more yep. than you speak. Yes. Right. You have to understand your audience. It's crucial um, in order to have the meaningful inter interaction and engagements. And they're not listening more than they speak on the leadership side. That's yep. the core fundamental problem. Um, and they need to adapt or fade away. And I think that right now, uh, the only reason why you're still betting on these horses is because they're huge, right? Yep. They've got huge infrastructure. Yep. They've got huge reach. And uh, the money is in the list, like we always say. And this is one of the things that I think on our um, platforms that you and I are trying to teach and inspire leaders is you need to invest in actual relationships and you need to figure out how to get their contact information. You need to build your lists, whether it is yes. right, their email, their phone for texting, um, their snail mail for uh, sending them direct mail or letters and notes. You need to build a list. And yes. so um, anyway, so... So it's let's, ironic, let's, right? It's ironic. What works on their platforms is actually not what they're doing with their companies. They're not listening yes. more than they speak. Yeah, that's good. Let's let's talk about even communication within the church. Of what what do you maybe even predict around email, SMS, church database systems? What where do you see that going in twenty twenty four? Any predictions there? Um, I so I think you're going to see um, more people finally embrace texting, but still not quickly enough yeah um it is the preferred medium of communication of the person yeah. sitting in the pew or chair in your church and yet yeah you're ignoring that as a church leader yeah um, because it's confusing to you right yeah. like um it's actually not that hard it's just you just haven't <laughs> right. opened the box and started to play with the thing yes 
Yeah. Um, so, so I think there are going to be platforms that win. It's not just mass yeah. texting. It's it's platforms like tr- uh, Text and Church, which actually I think yeah. I've told Tyler there his company name is totally um, a red herring. Because did you know Text and Church, for example, integrates with email? Do you know Text and Church right. actually uh, provides triggers for reminders for your staff to to start workflows and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so I think that's the thing that's going to happen with texting is that you're going to have yeah. integration between yep. email and texting is all going to be managed in one platform. I don't yep. understand why MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, all these um, email platforms haven't double down and push that even further. Um, but I think that the the church has this opportunity to be able to, you know, figure out, figure that out this year. I think more and more churches are going to do that. And there's going to be winners and losers per se with the ones who understand and try to get up to speed in that. We, our business in ministry is relationships. Yes. Our business is relationships. And the way you actually build and and uh, amass relationships is through communications. It's all yeah. through communications, and um, yeah. it's not one sided. So anyway, yeah, um, I think email and texting is going to become closer and closer synonymous with each other. Yeah. Um, but my concern is that churches, kind of like with YouTube, Nils, are still blind to it. They've got yeah. right. Yeah. What do we do about yeah. that? How can we change that, Nils? <laughs> well, I, and I think it, it's one of those things of just incur like that's this we want to keep talking about over and over again of like if you're not texting, start texting, and if you are texting, how can you integrate that more with email and yeah. be more effective with it? Yeah. And if you're integrated, how do you still like just monitor the open rate? So you know, yeah. get get more. It, it's it's a season to lean in to especially these owned communication channels and make sure you're cleaning your email list, make sure you're doing following some of the, these best practices, but don't wait until you have a whole comprehensive text strategy to start texting, just start. (laughs) And and this is where we love, you know, text in church of, you know, they just provide a very simple solution and affordable solution for churches to get started. And then as you're integrated into their platform, they have the ability to become more comprehensive in, yeah. in how you're doing all those things. So I mean, there, yeah, that, there, are, plenty of, no there are plenty of texting platforms out there. You should start with one. I was just talking yeah. with one where they're doing devotionals. So they'll, you know, you can take yeah. your sermon, create mini devotionals and yeah. just start that process. And they have a technology where yes. um, if you don't open up and read the first one, they won't send you the yeah. second one. They'll send you reminders yeah. and it's about compliance and how to get you to actually yes. activate so you're yep. going to see tons um, of activity yeah, yeah. in that. In when I, that and I know Glue is offering free texting as, yeah. a, as a service as well. I mean, there's yeah. there's lots of opportunities out there that the barriers into this of like some people say it's too expensive. Well, it's free now. Uh, there are free, even free solutions. And, uh, I, and I haven't used that solution, so I can't, you know, uh, suggest it, but I even love, Google uh, Voice, right? Day. Google Voice gives you free texting. I mean, there's yeah. so many. There's, so price many. is not the barrier. Yes. The prioritization and valuing it is the barrier. Yeah. Um, and then once you actually, I mean, again, I, you get what you pay for. And I think yes. once you start to value that in terms of what it can strategically do for your ministry um, and yes. help your ministry flourish in your relationships, then I think then you, you open your eyes, right? Like, um, actually, here's a shout out on churchtechtoday.com. We have, we've indexed a whole report of, I think it's over 30, 30 different texting platforms or 20 something different texting platforms 
okay. with all these different features. There's there's a wide variety of opportunities yes. out there um, yes. to engage. So there's no excuse. That's my point. Is like yep. you can't just say we don't we don't uh, fit that model. Like you, there's tons of opportunities out there. Yep. So the the other prediction I'm going to make that's maybe a negative prediction related to this is I believe, uh, and, and I hope this isn't true, but I believe a, a, a pr prominent church is going to get hacked in 2024 oh, uh, because yeah. of not using good cybersecurity, you know, uh, policies and systems. And that is going to alert of like, well, we, what are we doing? Uh, because this is what often happens is you, you see something happen. You're like, okay, we need to figure out a system and policy around this. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've just, I continue to see such poor cybersecurity, so even just password sharing uh, within churches. And, you know, we just text the volunteer, the access to the whole database. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, and I think we've got to get smarter around our cybersecurity systems with our database systems and email systems. Um, or, you know, a, an employee that's disgruntled leaves and they still have access, um, things like that, that, that I think we've got to get smarter around. Um, and, and these are one of those things that isn't cool, like texting it, that's going to help you right. engage more people. It's more of a, like a defensive, like getting insurance, Absolutely. um, that, that you need to do. Um, and I think there's going to be a, a, a priority created there, but it's going to come from a pain. Uh, that that someone or you know um, you know that that's gonna, something's going to happen uh, that that is going to cause people to to kind of react um, and and take the steps needed and and so something's got to cause people to get that attention needed there. Yeah, Kenny, I, I getting, totally agree. Ahead, like, yeah, you need you know you need to lock your data like your front door, and that's that's not happening right now right you have to protect your assets um and right now we know social media and facebook and all these um platforms where you are the product yes uh, we understand that we live in an economy of data and privacy is your currency right yeah. and privacy yes. right now is something that if you don't protect uh yeah. you're in trouble yep so big big deal there um, any, any other predictions, Kenny, as you just look out on the horizon of, uh, the, the coming year that you just think church leaders need to be paying attention to or thinking about, uh, or you think might develop, uh, over the next year that, that, that church leaders should be aware of? Oh, there's so many. I think first of all, like, um, you know, the AI is going to, um, completely change how people, um, produce content. Um, I think yeah. it's, it is still a slow burn in terms of adoption and understanding yeah. what what's it's good for. Um, now, with that, I think there's this tension. I'm I'm a proponent of figuring out how to have responsible use of AI for ministry, but at the same time, I do think authenticity authenticity wins audiences. Right. Yes. I totally believe that authenticity wins audiences. And so if you are able to have a genuine voice that's published um, in a consistent way, that's going to resonate more than these facades that AI brings you when you're lazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that w with respect to AI, um, what you're also going to see is things are going to go multimodal. And that's just a nerdy way of saying, hey, it's not just about text anymore. It's about images. Yes. It's about audio. It's about video. And we all know that visuals speak louder than words, yeah. right? Uh, images and videos, you know, they have a greater impact than text alone. And so yeah. uh, video is still going to be 
the number one way that you're going to get the most efficient traction um, out there. And this yeah. is why you're a proponent of, of, you know, let's really invest in your YouTube channel. hundred percent. YouTube, yes. YouTube is the only platform, the only major platform today where it is not affected by the time decay of content. YouTube yep. is, is not affected by the time decay of content. And by that, yes. I mean, in every other platform, once you post it, as time goes on, the value of that content disappears. Like it just disappears. It's not worth it anymore to look at it if it's three weeks old, a year old, et cetera. YouTube yes. is the only one that's in reverse. That yes. once you publish something that it continues to increase in value for you and for your audiences. Yes. And so um, visual speaks louder than words. Video yep. is the new black. I've been saying that for years <laughs> over and over again. Yes. Your content yes. is king and, um, yes. and video is different than text. Video allows you to efficiently show that authenticity. Yes. And we all know that authenticity wins audiences. How do you do that mm. quickly? You can do it with video. And so um, pastors need to wake up and really figure out you know, yes. how to do this. Yes. So I've, I've got a, I've got a platform specific question as, as we wrap up uh, this, this podcast um, is what, you know, and so even as we look at Instagram threads or whatever happens there with the threads platform, um, you, you can look at, you know, Instagram has killed IGTV, you know, and they've, they haven't gone, you know, they, they, they're willing to say, this isn't working. We're going to move in a different direction. I have always been, it, it was interesting that basically they created kind of a Twitter copycat with threads yeah. and, and they've done a great job. I think of the copycat system of basically using Snapchat stories, integrating stories into Facebook and Instagram, and then basically TikTok with reels. Um, and so one of the things that's always confused me, even about that long-term algorithm that YouTube has, and they're using essentially a short-term algorithm with shorts. Um, and so they're, you know, it's so interesting that YouTube is basically kind of has two very different algorithms built into their platform with YouTube videos versus YouTube shorts. Do you, it has confused me with Facebook, Facebook watch. And I don't even know if Facebook watch is still a thing. I've, I've never really watched long form video on Facebook. Uh, but it does seem that Facebook could compete, be the only, the, there's no legitimate competitor to YouTube, uh, when it comes to long form video, do you see Facebook prioritizing that or just continuing to let Facebook watch be a passive absence, uh, on, on their platform? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I do agree with you that IGTV lost because they were trying to go after long form video when everyone's yep. going short form video, right? Like yep. that, yeah, that was a huge misstep. I feel like what, yes. if we were just in that conference room when we were making, they were making those decisions, uh, we yeah. would have said you need to expand short form video and because that's going to, you know, that's the direction that everyone has uh, adopted and the internet has raised their hand to vote for. Yep. Um, so let's see. Facebook Watch is interesting to me. I don't know how they're going to convince creators to do that, though, because yeah. they need to figure out how to have increased monetization on that platform. Yeah. That's what yeah. drives it at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and so to me, that is a conundrum that Facebook has to figure out. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Facebook Watch initially was courting the large Fortune 1000 brands, right? Right. And we in today, I think here's the trend is that you, you're going to see even further 
rise of the micro influencers mm. and short term videos yes. uh, are going to continue to empower micro influencers yes. um, to do that. And so, um, yeah, I, that's I don't know if Facebook yeah. Watch actually has a chance of. Yeah. But the thing that Facebook, where I've always just been confused by Facebook not prioritizing that, what they have is a great advertising platform. And so one of the biggest challenges for any competitor coming in is essentially building the monetization system tied to it. But long form video, I think it's one of the things that YouTube has, has done so well is they get people's attention. The average American is spending over an hour a day on YouTube now, and they're only spending about 23 minutes a day on Facebook. And so I, I think if they're wanting more attention to serve more ads, you would think Facebook watch would be become a priority to them. But I would say from a prediction standpoint, I don't see them prioritizing it. If I were them, that's what I would prioritize. Uh, but but I don't see that being a priority. That's where I think YouTube is a better priority than Facebook this next year, even though I do think Facebook micro content with reels, with, you know, carousels, things like that will will be a good investment this next year. Uh, I don't see long form video on Facebook or even Facebook live being a high priority this next year, but you know what? I'm also glad to be very wrong. Uh, and we, as we look back on 2023, we would not have predicted all that happened in 2020. I would definitely would not have predicted threads, you know, uh, being a thing, uh, you know, and, and being this, this, you know, development. And so, who knows uh, well, what 2024 I, so holds. But the, the, yeah. way, the way that Facebook might win, though, is you got to look what Amazon is doing with their live stream. Did you know that Amazon has live streamers 24-7 right now? This is a yeah. huge category. Yeah. And they bought Twitch, I think, back in 2014, 15 or yep. something like that. Yep. Um, and I do think one of the key reasons people go to Facebook is groups. But the, what's the other big thing? Marketplace. Marketplace has yes. replaced yes. Craigslist and the creepiness of all that kind of stuff, <laughs> hey, right? Hundred percent, um, And so I do think there is an opportunity where the monetization yeah. thing can happen in that yes. marketplace. I mean, you got to start somewhere where there's oh, common man, that's revenue good. Uh, attached yes. to it. And so yes. um, there now that Amazon stuff is blowing up, but it's not yes. associated with major platforms, and it's too niche. It's like going to just QVC. I think the yes. integration model of having that on Facebook is a huge yeah. opportunity. Whether or not anyone at Facebook's listening, hello, hello, Facebook, anyone listening <laughs> to this thing? Um, that's the question. But there's a yeah. huge opportunity there to empower people because we all know Facebook Live. We They have yeah. the, the watch engine um, and they have marketplace. They've got commerce. They've got the advertisers. You have this potential marketplace of um, connecting brands with micro influencers to do live streaming and actually figure out how to how to attack that market. Anyway, so that's but that's my life yeah. in terms of commerce and growth, et cetera. That's so good. That's so good. Kenny, I uh this was such a good conversation. Appreciate you sharing your genius uh here on the podcast. And I can't wait to revisit this next year as as we look back at predictions and, and look forward uh into 2025. Uh I I wanna well, first of all, how how can people that want to connect with you, how can they connect with you online? What's the best places? Um, yeah, I, I'm searchable online, hang out with most of the platforms. Right now, I think the two places that might be of interest to this audience is churchtechtoday.com. Um, you can find me there and the social there, as well as AIforchurchleaders.com um, and the Facebook group, AI for Church Leaders. We've got uh, several thousand. I think we're over 5,000 yeah. 
as of today, over 5,000 people um, just trading notes, learning um, about AI together for ministry in the AI for Church Leaders Facebook group. So hit me up in one of those places. And as you know, Nils, I love to engage with church leaders, um, you know, sharing what we've learned, but also learning from everybody out there because uh, innovation is done better together. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I, so Kenny, I want to highlight an initiative you did uh, as you're a better together kind of leader uh, in 2023, you did the church bundle, which you allowed me uh, to be a part of. um, And you for like a crazy low price, basically threw in like a hundred dollars, like $10,000 in value uh, to, to church leaders uh, in basically integrating your friends, you know, and, and some of the services and products uh, that they, they provide. Uh, can you share a little bit about even how people can make sure they don't miss the next oh, church oh, bundle sure. opportunity? Yeah. So, it, you know, it was just so churchbundle.com. Um, it started out with a couple of us just talking about um, and you and I are blessed. We have opportunities to work with larger ministries and churches that yeah. typically have teams and budgets, et cetera. But, you know, yeah. our heart just continues to resonate yes. with the normal size church um, yes. where we're, we see all these world class resources being made. And how do we make them accessible to um, all church leaders? And so that's yeah. how churchbundle.com started. So every every month we curate free resources um, and you can actually download them. No credit card required, et cetera. You can go there right now. Uh, and then twice a year we have these paid bundles uh, for paid resources. And yeah, for Black Friday, we had a, a crazy deal. It was under a hundred bucks and we put in a couple thousand dollars worth of resources for people. It was literally... Um, a gift. Um, so yeah. anyway, so um, churchbundle.com and we're looking for suggestions. Uh, we're, we want to know what's working. And so I'd yeah. love to, if you want to reach out to me, let me know, hey, here's a resource um, that we actually used in our ministry. Um, and then we'll figure out, how, you know, how do we make that accessible to everybody else? Um, so anyway, that's a yeah. way of giving back and a way of making, connecting the dots. And honestly, I think it's, you know, how, how do you resource everybody together? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was thrilled to be a part of it. And I, I, with the addition I made to it was a course I created called growing your church with social media. And I've gotten so much great feedback from those, you know, people that signed up for that, uh, the bundle and, uh, got to take, uh, that go through that course and that content. Yeah. I mean, that's a great example. Like if you go through your course, right. Which I signed up for, like it's professionally done and it actually is a curriculum. And I, from my understanding, from what I could tell when going through the course, it's actually the same type of strategic advice and execution that you do for larger clients and larger ministries. And yes. so you're teaching it in a course format so that anyone could apply it to their own ministry. That's the, that's yes. a great example of it. It's like you yeah. have, you're, you, you're working with large accounts and you're seeing what happens because you have so much data in terms of seeing things that are, what's working, what's not. And then being able yeah. to translate that in a way that's accessible to to the average church, I think, is just amazing. So how do we how do we do more of that? That's how it started. So uh, love yes. what you're doing there. Gift to the kingdom. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's uh, yeah, so, such a thrill, Kenny. I'm so grateful for your partnership, your friendship, and thanks for being such a significant voice on this podcast through the years, Kenny. For those that don't know, I should have highlighted at this beginning. Kenny was the first official guest on this podcast. Oh, yes. I was number two. <laughs> and uh, and years and years later, this podcast is going for like 10 years now. Um, thanks to we our should, mutual friend, DJ Chong. We should DJ do Chong. one of those replays, you know, the, um, like Mystery Theater. Like we should watch that first episode again and just laugh. It must be so funny, hilarious, how embarrassing uh, that, was, that first conversation you know what? be. 
that's a prediction for 2024 is we will do a um i should know what this is called because my kids watch a lot of them where you literally watch uh an old episode and then talk talk about it uh and 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 critique uh yourself from 10 years ago so kenny you and i will critique each other the first and second episode together just and we'll do uh, the whole episode so we'll do a react a react uh podcast uh to to those first episodes i love that idea kenny so that's a prediction that i'm going to I, I can actually make happen in 2024. Uh, if I can lock down Kenny, he's a busy man. Kenny, thank you so much. Thanks everyone for listening. Go to socialmedia.church or show notes. The links uh, to everything Kenny talked about, they'll be right there uh, in the show notes. Uh, and if you would uh, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you're listening, that would mean the world to us. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you again on the next episode.